Good morning, I'm Troy, and I am an addict. Good morning, Good morning family. Uh, just, just a reminder to everybody, I want you guys to know that I do record these every day. They're available to you on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Um, I'll put, the, I'll put the, the call out on the board for us sooner or later. Um, I do that so that when you guys get out of here, you can get a little sense of safety in the mornings where you can remember where you were when you were safe. Um, because it's safe in here. It ain't so safe out there. Um, it's only as safe as you want it to be out there. Uh, this morning during Doles, I heard somebody, I, I say it often, the universe works in an amazing way. My higher power is strong. Um, my higher power told me what to, what to talk about yesterday afternoon. I talked about it yesterday afternoon with a counselor. And I said, this is what I want to do tomorrow. I want to make sure I carry on with, you know, something you started. And, and on my way home, it played in my head over and over. On my way here, it played in my head over and over. And I got here and sure as shit, the last goal I heard was the title of today's motivation. The last goal I heard was think before you speak. And that is without a doubt one of my favorites. I wanted to use this whole board, but I only got to use this little thing. So any of y'all who have bad vision like me, sorry. Um, call you sponsor. So think before you speak. Here's why that means something. Everything you say in conversation is going to be construed by the person who hears it. What you say is only half of what's important. How you say it is the other half. Okay. And going forward in your life, this simple trick will change communication for you forever. Forever. And this is what I say often, that we all got arms, we all got hands, but my hand will not open your phone because you're different than me. Even though we're the same in a lot of aspects, my fingerprint will not open your phone. But there's a way to get around that. In this particular case, this works for everybody. There's no one that this won't work for if you practice it. Here's, what it's, here's why it's important. When you think before you speak, you think in these five classes, everything you say should be true, helpful, informative, necessary. And what's the last one? Kind. So if everything that comes out of your mouth follows all five of those, you will never, ever, ever have a confrontation around words that you said. Let me explain how that works. This gentleman, now remember, I'm recording, so I don't use names. It's not that I forgot your name. I don't use names because it's an honest, anonymous program. And I don't want all of Spotify to hear anybody's business. So this gentleman here. You have been doing amazing work as a leader. Sometimes you get caught up in your own head, though, and you serve us what you want. So what I just said was true, 100%. Was it helpful? Questionable. The second half was questionable. Was it informative? Yep, 100%. Was it necessary? 
Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I didn't do anything to lift him up with that statement. Was it kind? The first half. Now watch. When you serve what you need to hear to this community, it makes a difference for folks. And thank you for that. I said the same thing. I just said the same thing to him. But I worded it different. I made it true, 100%. Helpful, 100%. Informative, yep. Told him exactly what I was talking about. Necessary, yes. Because he needs to know what he's doing is right. And kind, yes. I ended it with a smile and a compliment. So when you're speaking to somebody, when you're speaking to a counselor and you need a phone call, if you stand at that counselor's face and you say, I need a phone call now. I got to call my family now. Is that recipient of that information going to help you? Not even a little bit. True? Yep. Helpful? Yeah, you need a phone call. Informative? Mm, maybe. Necessary? Yeah. You got to communicate with somebody. You have something you need to talk about. Kind? Not even a little bit. But if I do this, I got stuff going on. I know that we got a phone call policy here, and I know I'm off cycle. But it would help me a lot today if I could make a phone call, and here's why, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what I just did was I told on myself that I'm an addict, and I need something, and I don't know how to go about getting it. And I requested your patience with me. And told you why. Everything I said, I was true. I was helpful. I was informative. What I said was necessary. And I was kind when I said it. When I wake up in the morning and my wife says, why are there dirty dishes in the sink? And my response is because you didn't do them before you went to bed. <laughs> true? 100%. Helpful? Yeah. Yeah. If she'd have done them, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Informative? Maybe just told on myself a little bit. Necessary? Not even a little bit. Kind? Nope. So what do I expect to get back? I expect to get confrontation because I've loaded your gun for you. I've given you the bullets. I've said, this is what I want. And if I don't get it, I'm going to make your life hell for the remainder of the day. So some of us, who's passive aggressive in this room? Come on, be honest. Who's honest and passive aggressive? So do we feel like our passive aggressive nature gets us anywhere in our head? It does. But on the other side of it, you got somebody that's going, okay, your whole world's going to change. Cause I didn't do this. What now I'm not going to do it and watch the fucking fury happen. I'm going to sit back and watch you suffer. We're paid a very low wage to come in here and do that. We're paid to come in here and to unconditional tolerance. We're supposed to just sit back and let you beat us up sometimes. That ain't fair. Our eight hours here are spent giving you information, telling you that we love you, trying to support you. When you confront us in a negative way, it makes us back down on what we're willing to do for you. Some of us can override that. Some of us can be like, you know what, this person's in trouble. They need it. Almost all of us have struggled with recovery in some fashion, whether it's our parents or our children or us. <coughs> So we understand. We have a very, very secure understanding. Every associate, every staff member in this building has an exposure to recovery on some level. And in the biggest level is eight hours a day, five days a week, we come in here and immerse ourselves in the recovery culture. It's very easy to stay clean in here. 
It's very easy when I say who's happy they're clean today. It's very easy for us to all yell I am because we know we may remain clean because anything we did that wasn't helping us remain clean, we, we, we didn't do it or we snuck it. But coming in here, working a program, being part of it, spilling your, spilling your tea, all of that is going to help you recover. But it's not going to help you have personal interactions out there on the street. Anybody here have a drug dealer who shut them down because they were a dick one time? That says everything right there. If the man making money off of your addiction isn't willing to talk to you, you're an asshole. Period. You're his paycheck, for God's sakes. So dig deep and realize when you start to talk that everything that's coming out of your mouth is predicting what the next person is going to say back to you. Anybody ever heard of mirroring behaviors? If you and I are standing side by side and one of us pumps or flex, the other one's going to do it too. And, and from most of our behavior on the street, that ends how? In war. In a hospital visit. In a black and white pulling up. That's where it ends. However, if when someone is confronting you with a situation and they're not, they didn't think before they talked, and this is, this is our training. It's, it's told us to disarm yourself. As soon as you put your hands in your pockets, visually, you have been disarmed. You put your gun back in its holster. And that, in and of itself, removes the threat. Here's the second half. Just take a step backwards. If I remove the ability for my skin to touch your skin, I'm not going to hit you and you're not going to hit me. And if you step towards me again, three times you go backwards. Three times. If you're continually getting stepped, then you sidestep. And then you walk into their space behind them. Geographical distancing is part of treating each other kindly. When you realize that you have elevated the mood or elevated the anger or elevated the frustration, there's two ways to go. Perpetuate it, finish it, fight, or back, back yourself up. And keep both of you safe. I talked about it this morning with somebody. When, my, when I went shopping with my children, um, one of the things, one of the habits that I made them do, and my kids listen to this, by the way, so they, they, so they, they, li they like when I talk about shit like this. When they were little, I told them that if you walked into the grocery store, that, and for anybody who doesn't remember apparel therapy, I just heard, I am amazing. Um, when you walk into the grocery store, that if you're not careful and you don't hold on to your head, it will shoot straight through the ceiling. Anybody under the age of 10, your head will go straight through the ceiling. Got to hold it on tight. So I convinced my children at a young age to walk through the grocery store like this. And people would look at me and be like, what the hell is his kids doing? But guess what they never did? They never grabbed anything off the shelf and threw it in the cart. Anybody ever been at the register checking out and all of a sudden there's five things in your cart you didn't put in there? Did you, was your kids with you? How did that happen? <laughs> so when you get to the impulse aisle and you're checking out and you're busy unloading the, the groceries onto the belt, this rack right here, what's on that rack? Candy. candy, candy and cookies and snacks and Doritos. My kids, I told them that if you ask for it, you're not going to get it, period, ever. You need to convince me why you need it without asking. So I would be in line and I'd have three kids standing there looking at that candy rack like this. And one of them would go, 
Man, them bottle pops are cool, Dad. They're cool. Look at them, Dad. Look how cool they are. And I, I hear it in my head. Daddy, can I please have a bottle pop? One of my youngest ones, she was the one to blow it all the time. She would go, Daddy, can I have this? And the other two would go, shut up. No, stop. Don't. Don't ask. Because then none of us get them. So she learned her lesson by the other two getting a bottle pop. Well, she put hers back. We have learned that lesson the hard way out there on the street, asking for what we wanted when we weren't capable to receive it. We didn't use our nicest tones. We didn't use any practical methods. We went out there. We demanded what we want. If we didn't have enough money, we still wanted it. And you're supposed to take less money than you're asking for. That was how, that was how we treated each other. But in the real world, with real people, if you go to the break room at Google and demand some shit, you're losing your job. It's just not tolerated. So find yourself when you speak, analyzing the words that are about to come out of your mouth and make sure they follow all five of those things. Yesterday, Terrence talked about feelings and emotions. And the first letter that hit that board yesterday was what? T for true. Most important thing, be honest with yourself. You cannot empty your baggage. You cannot empty the truck. You cannot dump your backpack of shit out on the floor unless you're honest with yourself about it. Sometimes you got to dig deep past a little barrier that you've built on your own. And I'm guilty of this. I'm speaking for myself now. Sometimes I have to go past the barriers that I put up so that I can release information that's true. I always need to analyze who I'm talking to to realize if it's helpful or not, because some people aren't ready to hear it. If you're not ready to hear it and you're going to respond unfavorably, I am not going to get past the second one with you. So I need to eliminate my desire to go deep. I need to shut down and wait till you're ready to hear it. When I speak to you guys 100% of the time, everything I say is true. Everything I say is somehow helpful, if not for you, for me. Everything I say is based on necessary information. It's informative and necessary. Those two should follow side by side. And I always present myself with kindness. Kindness without honesty is called manipulation. Honesty without kindness is called brutality. So make sure that honesty and kindness are at the basis of everything that's coming out of your mouth. Make sure that when you're speaking to somebody, you know, is that information going to be helpful and necessary to those people? And if it is, speak proud. But think before you speak. Send your words out there intentionally, on purpose. But make sure they're following those rules. And that, my friends, is truly the secret to success. That plus be grateful, be kind, and be love. You will, absolutely, you will succeed 100%. I'll never put a D on the end of recovery. You'll never hear me say, I'm recovered, because I'm not. I have as much criminal behavior, I have as much criminal thinking, and I have more addict thinking than I had when I was actively using, because I've been able to farm that shit. I've been putting miracle grow on those tomato plants. Some of my criminal behavior, I find extremely humorous. I love to laugh at the way I think sometimes, 
But how I handle it is I realize these criminal thoughts or these addict behaviors are happening. And I will tell you about them and we will all laugh together because we experience the same shit. Sometimes we walk into a situation and we're not sure how to handle it. But we know what's worked in the past, so we default to that. Yesterday, I was in the laundromat with my youngest. And large public laundromats, especially in urban areas, always have a lost and found, right? That lost and found basket by the door. As we walk past it, there's this beautiful green bandana, this like forest green bandana in there. And it was a little bit different color than what I'm used to. And as I passed, I looked and I was like, damn, I kind of want that. And I just kept going. And my daughter stopped. She looked at it and she was like, what is this, daddy? And I said, this is the lost and found. I said, that's people's stuff that they, they, got, they forgot in the dryer. They didn't get back in time. Somebody took their stuff, you know, whatever. And she was like, well, is, can anybody have it? And the first thing instinctively that came out of my mouth was this sentence. You can have anything you want in there as long as you can justify it financially. If you are financially capable of buying that thing in there yourself, don't take it. But if you don't have the money to buy it and you need it and it's there, it's yours. That's what that refrigerator is, y'all. If you, you don't need any money in here for food. If there's something that you need right now, you're financially destitute. You're financially unable to purchase it. You can't buy an orange juice if your life depended on it. You find yourself trading cigarettes for orange juice and shit like that. However, if you could have gotten it just by asking, then what you did is wrong. Taking that orange juice is wrong. So analyze all your actions and make sure that they all fall into play that's going to be, have a positive outcome for everybody involved. If you open up that door and there's an orange juice in there and it has an initial on the top, I would 100% guarantee you with everything in me that if you pulled it out and said, this orange juice belongs to H something, I can't read it. Is any, is you guys cool if I drink it? Somebody's going to be able to tell you who it belongs to. Somebody's going to be able to tell you where it came from, who, you know, whatever. All that, all those details are irrelevant. But I promise you that in that action, one of these kitchen guys is going to stand up and go, did you need an orange juice? I got you. And they're going to go get it for you. No one is going to ever have to take anything out of there because I promise you, if there's an orange juice in there, there's one in there. If there's an envelope of oatmeal in your pocket, guess what? You're going to take it back to your room. It's going to get found in three days and thrown away. Just throw it away here now. Take it out of the thing, throw it right in the trash because that's where it's going to end up. If you need oatmeal at dinner time, ask for it. Utilize the statement, true, helpful, informative, necessary, and kind, and ask for it. And be aware that be aware that in time, you will get what you need, but it might not be on your schedule. So I'll talk about the addict's watch real quick before I end it, because I've already gone over. The addict's watch has two times on it. What are they? Right now and too fucking late. <laughs> Those are the only times we recognize. We got now and you already missed your opportunity. So don't use your addict's clock today. Just try to remember that there's a whole lot more that goes into the communication of telling someone what you need than you are impulsively in need of it. That only holds up a little bit. But when you use honesty, kindness, necessary, and informa information given, 
you will get exactly what you need. So that brings me to my favorite part of the day. For those of you who don't know how it works, first, we are going to be grateful. Then we're going to be kind. And then we're going to be love where there is none. And then I am crushing this shit. For everything that's given to me and everything that's taken away from me today, I will be grateful. For every interaction I have with another person, I'm going to think before I talk and I will be kind. And when I walk into that room that just feels wrong and I know I shouldn't be there, I'll be the one that's going to be love where there is none. Who's happy they're clean today? Who's happy they slept in a bed last night? Who's happy we're in an air-conditioned room? Me too, (laughs) y'all. Who's going to make it six more minutes? Hell yeah. What are y'all doing here today? I'm sorry. I think I'm the only one who heard you. Let's try it again. What are y'all doing here today? And this one's for the administrators that hate when I cuss. What are y'all doing today? I'm Troy. I'm an addict. Thanks for letting me share. And